Welcome to the Dell Healthcare Power Chat podcast series, where you hear from the experts about healthcare technologies. Hello, everyone. Bruce Hall here, and welcome to another Dell Healthcare Power Chat. And today we're going to get into the use of augmented reality and virtual reality within healthcare with Dell's partner, Induvo. And our guest is Mr. Steve Guru, who's the Induvo CEO. How are you doing today, Steve? Good, Bruce. Thanks for having me on. Could we start with a little bit of your background, please? I am a technology executive. I have been in large enterprise technology space for all of my career, working with large global telecom companies, worked for large consulting firms, as well as technology distributors. The last company I was at, we had an exit a few years ago, and I reconnected with an old friend, Dr. Bramlett, who's the co-founder of Induvo, and he told me that he had some really cool technology, but he was looking for a way to turn it into a business. And three years later, here we are. Let's begin at the beginning. Can you define AR and VR, augmented reality and virtual reality, as you see it? What is all the buzz about, and how are these technologies being used? Virtual reality has been around for a long time many, many years, and there's been different iterations. Obviously, the hardware and the technology is getting better all the time. Virtual reality, what that is, is a completely fully enclosed virtual world, and the user has no sense of the real physical world. It's a completely digital environment. So everything that you interact with is completely digital, it's completely animated and or photogrammatic, and you're able to interact with that virtual space. Augmented reality is actually the overlaying of digital information on top of the physical world. All of us, probably, who have smartphones, which is mostly all of us, have the ability to have augmented reality on either iOS or inside of a Google Android device. And you're able to overlay filters on top of pictures. You're able to pull up digital information. If anyone plays Pokemon Go, that's an example of augmented reality. And so in the consumer world, it looks like a phone that is a smartphone that's the interface. In the industrial space, it's typically glasses, some form of glasses that are also overlaid with digital information. So Microsoft HoloLens is kind of like that, as well as some other higher-end use-specific devices in, in medical and industrial spaces. The market sizing that we're seeing, more applications are, are coming around for AR, but there are very specific educational training experiences that are much better delivered through virtual reality. So I'm level 34 on Pokemon Go. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing for my life, but <laughs> that's kind of where I am. Isn't there a sort of hybrid between AR and VR called mixed reality or MR? Mixed reality is typically kind of a, a combination of the two but you're actually more able to interact and manipulate the physical world than you are just observing it in augmented reality. It's a little earlier in its stage of development, and most of the adoption that we're seeing now is in VR and augmented reality and AR as well. Let's focus in on healthcare now. Tell us about the current healthcare landscape regarding AR, VR, and the new term MR. By far, augmented reality and virtual reality are being used inside of the healthcare space. We see virtual reality tied to very specific cases where you're trying to immerse the user in an experience. It could be a training experience. It could be an education experience. It could be a pain management experience. There's a number of companies that we actually collaborate with who are focused on the opioid epidemic and are looking at applications and have built pain management applications inside of virtual reality as a way to combat the heavy dependence on opioids. So when you're trying to take 
patients out of an experience out of the, in the real world, VR works really well. On the education side, there's a number of activities ranging from virtual reality even into full-on simulation. And simulation is where you could be working with a model, an anatomic model that you're able to operate on or perform procedures on with some digital information as well. Or it can be fully simulated where it's all digital, it's all virtual reality that you're performing a surgery or, or that kind of thing. Where Induvo fits is in this educational and, and training space. Our software is less involved than the simulations, but more on providing early education and training so that if you can imagine a professor or a teacher or instructor is up in front of a class teaching and you've had to read in a book a couple of chapters before you go into that lecture, Indubo basically cuts that type of learning and education down into minutes versus hours. That's really where we're beginning to see tremendous value in, in the healthcare space. Steve, how mature is ARVR adoption within healthcare, and is the momentum building? I definitely think that momentum is building around AR and VR in the healthcare space. There's many applications that we're seeing for that. AR is typically used in live procedures. Um, there's a number of researchers who are looking at the ways to apply that technology, working directly with patients and pulling sensor data off or demonstrating a procedure that needs to take place. So we're seeing those things coming. And augmented reality is, is a technology that's uh, a little bit newer than the virtual reality space. VR is typically more closely associated with a simulation or an education and training environment. And that's got uh, a little bit longer of a lead time. But ultimately, everyone, I think, sees the market moving in a, in a much greater space and kind of this combination of VR and AR being used together in more of that mixed reality environment. Thanks for that, Steve. Let's talk more specifically about Induvo. Tell me about how you are changing the game and enable broader adoption of AR and VR within healthcare. Induvo was built to solve a problem specifically related to healthcare, and we've expanded out into other industries. But making sure that an expert in a given subject matter is able to deliver their knowledge and share their knowledge with users around the world who, who may not even have had access to that in everyday life. So we're taking the expert in, let's say, pediatric cardiology, which is where we started. And we're allowing Dr. Bramlett to share his knowledge and educate medical students and other peers of his in the industry on a given topic and share that information digitally. And so for Induvo, the way we do that is actually to allow practically anyone to create their own immersive augmented reality, virtual reality training. It's very, very simple to do. If, if you're able to do a social media posts, if you're able to put a video up on YouTube, you can use Induvo. No coding necessary. All you're needing to do is to bring in some pictures and some videos that you normally take on your phone, maybe a 3D model of, of the anatomy that you're working with with the medical device. And then as an expert in that subject matter, you hit record and you just start talking and interacting with the content. So you can increase the size of the heart and kind of walk around inside like the magic school bus and really inspect what's going on inside of that anatomy. So what we've done is built a tool, an authoring tool that allows anyone to build that type of healthcare and medical education content. Do you have any examples of Induvo in action? I mentioned we are broadening out into related industries. We recently won a contract with the U.S. Air Force around this technology and deploying it in some medical environments. And some of the first content that's been developed in conjunction with the Air Force is around 
medical first responders and allowing to triage a mass casualty situation. So there's been an accident with a vehicle, there are troops who are inside, and the instructor is able to walk the student virtually through triaging each of the patients and identifying how that patient should be treated based on the algorithm for triage. It's proven very effective, and we've reduced the learning time significantly, and we're still going through kind of what those studies and the data indicate. We'll publish that probably in the next year or so, but it's been dramatic improvements in the efficiency of getting that information to them. And we're seeing a strong interest in learning this way, and even retention is showing early signs of being longer when you're learning in this virtual environment. This concludes part one of our podcast. Check back for part two, where Steve discusses other ways customers are using Induvo and Duvo's partnership with Dell, where to find more information and final thoughts.